0: doing fantastic on traffic duty here in new orleans and if you're planning on coming this way this weekend don't traffic's
1: a mess <laughs> mm. <laughs> yes ian give us I, I know you're you know we're, we're going to go to an early break here so you can do a traffic report and then we'll reconnect here uh, after our, our short commercial but give me a give me a snippet so if ian ozan <laughs> is doing a traffic update for new orleans like give me the one you're about to do what, what will it sound like for the folks here in, in acadiana
0: well, with uh, without doing the sponsor, because I don't want to give anybody free plug oh, on the yeah, 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 radio, yeah. but if you're coming into New Orleans from Highway 90 on the Crescent City Connection, you can expect a from General De Gaulle <laughs> all the way through the Central Business District until you get on Interstate 10. If you're headed towards... I 10, or rather, if you're headed towards New Orleans East and Slidell, expect delays all the way through the high rise until you get into New Orleans East. Traffic crawling starting at St. Bernard. Coming into downtown from New Orleans East, more delays once you get to Canal Street all the way through the Crescent City connection until you get to the West Bank. If you're headed towards Metairie and Tenor, now you're looking better. Traffic slows down to the 10 6 10 split, but it yeah. slows to a crawl until you get by the airport. Once you get to the Bonnie Carroll Spillway, you're good to go. That's a lot of good Yeah, I think I'll just stay west of Baton Rouge. Yeah, I think I'm going to stay in Lafayette. Yeah, just yeah. stay west of Baton Rouge. If uh, Right now, I, the Chappellae Basin Bridge seems like a better option than any of the roads. <laughs> wow,
2: and that says That's a lot. saying something for sure.
0: <laughs> Look, I, I live five minutes from the station, and on a good day, I can get from the house to the parking garage in three minutes, even during the middle of the afternoon if I have to come in to do a shift like this. With Essence Festival in town this weekend, I left at about two forty, two forty-five ish. My first traffic hit was at three oh seven. By three oh three, I still couldn't get to the garage because the traffic was backed up. I had to park in front of the building, and I hope like hell when I get outside, I'm, I'm either not been towed or left a ticket.
1: <laughs> wow. Oh wow,
2: yeah, that's uh, man, yeah,
0: you, yeah. I, I, no, nah, I'm gonna stay here.
1: I, uh, I'm gonna stay here. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, come next weekend, come in a couple weeks, sure. this weekend, nah, stay home. Stay home. It's not worth the trouble.
1: Awesome. Hey, all right. Well, listen, is this a good time to take a break? Back, back.
0: Uh, not, a couple more minutes. Not, uh, not just yet, yeah, because i still got a couple minutes to oh, yeah. because we hit the break. Now there's a very good chance I'll be in the report when you get back.
1: Yeah, right. Two more minutes with Ian Ozan. We'll take a break, and then we'll we'll have a longer visit with him. Ian, um, LSU baseball has been a topic of conversation, uh, so a lot of folks mm-hmm. are still in the euphoria. What do you see out there? What did Jay Johnson do right? Or, in other words, what didn't he do right?
0: I think Jay Johnson, in some ways, and his team followed the Tony show principle of going through the valley to get to their mountaintop. Mm. That's what they did. They struggled in April. They struggled early in May. But they understood that to get to, the, to, get to their end goal... They had to work while they wait. They had to trust the process. They had to keep the faith that what they were doing was the right thing. And lo and behold, they wind up winning the national championship. They knew they had what it took, but at the same time, they knew that those struggles they saw against Nichols, against Louisiana, against some of these other teams that beat them, that well, let me not say that. Louisiana was was just as good, if not better, than LSU. This year they proved that on the field lsu got hot at the right time towards yep, the end i agree but you look at some of the teams in sec competition that beat lsu and you scratch your head and you think how did that happen but i think in some ways those losses in april and May woke the tigers up and they came back and played some of their best ball of the season so to jay johnson and this team i give them credit where a lot of other programs would have crumbled where a lot of other teams would have just given up they kept playing
1: absolutely absolutely much much tons of agreement with that Ian. yes
2: so yeah look let's let's bounce over to our break let's let mr ozan take care of his traffic yeah long. now that he's
1: got to run through it yeah, one time yeah, yeah now he can throw in some sponsors and uh, do, he can his do his whatever work. he needs to do So
2: we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break here is it
1: that, oh, that sounds good that sounds, sounds good, good. good to me right Ian, go do your traffic thing and we'll talk some more uh with ian ozan over at wwl our good buddy here um out of Acadiana. So stay with us. Scott, Nick, Sports Chat, 1033, The Goat. Eat Lafayette 2023
3: shines a year-round spotlight on Lafayette's locally owned and operated restaurants. And now through September 10th, you can find great Eat Lafayette deals offered by some of the participating restaurants. 103.3 The Goat, Acadiana's best sports talk, is proud to be a sponsor of Eat Lafayette and the Digital Passport. Download the Eat Lafayette Digital Passport today so you can check in when you eat at a participating restaurant. Each check-in will enter you to win airfare and a trip for two to Savannah, Georgia, courtesy of Wings Travel. There's something for everyone's taste bud: Late lunches to fine dining, Italian to soul food, When you choose an Eat Lafayette restaurant, just go to 1033thegoat.com and click on the Eat Lafayette link at the top of the page. Eat Lafayette, from Lafayette Travel, and sponsored in part by the best sports talk in Acadiana, 1033thegoat, and 1033thegoat.com.
0: At the Home Depot, we'll get your kitchen clicking.
4: With savings on top brand appliances, like a new LG Counter Depth Max refrigerator with
0: ultra-large capacity on the inside and a seamless look on the
4: outside. Or
0: an LG oven with built-in air fryer for crispier, healthier cooking. Plus, with convenient shopping in-store and online at the Home Depot, your innovative new appliances are just a click away, too. Get special buy savings, plus up to $1,000 off select kitchen appliances like this exclusive LG kitchen package at the Home Depot.
4: Welcome back to Total Wine. Hey,
0: Ruthie, I need help filling the ultimate beach cooler.
4: Well, we have the most hard seltzers and amazing canned cocktails anywhere and at the lowest prices in town. Always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, be 21.
3: RLB Construction provides professional assistance with insurance claims. Renee is here to explain how.
4: When it comes to insurance claims for roof repair or replacement, you need professional assistance you can trust. At RLB Construction, our licensed Louisiana roofing team is here for you every step of the way. Our experts will walk you through with your insurance adjusters providing our expertise in ensuring accurate assessments, removing stress from the insurance process as our main objective. We compare our estimate to the insurance estimate, identifying any missed items or pricing errors. With skillful supplementation, we make sure you receive fair coverage for your roofing needs. Call us today at 337-565-1900. RLB Construction is your trusted partner for insurance claims and quality roof repairs.
3: Take the guessing game out of your insurance claim. Call RLB Construction at 337-565-1900 or visit RLBConstruction.com. Once an RLB customer, always a customer.
0: Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I think
2: my battery's dead. With free battery testing and charging, AutoZone is here to help.
4: Get in zone, AutoZone. What if I need a new one?
2: We have the right batteries right here at America's number one battery destination.
4: And what if I don't know how to connect it?
2: No problem. We have a how-to for you at AutoZone.com.
4: Restrictions apply. DQ presents... Picture this. You're getting together with all your best friends. Now picture all your best friends are actually the delicious ingredients of the new cake batter cookie dough blizzard. That's DQ soft serve, cake batter flavor, confetti cookie dough pieces, and DQ signature sprinkles. Oh, hey, it sounds like you got some pretty sweet friends. And that's worth queuing the confetti. Cookie dough! <laughs> the flavor party isn't going to last forever, so hurry in and get your cake batter fixed today. Only a DQ. Happy tastes
3: good. Veterans, whatever you're going through, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council.
4: I'm Shanola Hampton. I support the Feeding America network of food banks because they help provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org.
1: If it wasn't for goats, we wouldn't have coffee. Look it up. Come on, get some coffee. You want some coffee? No, thank you, I'm fine. And the best sports talking of Kadiana. 1033 the goat.
4: Yeah.
1: All night long. That's Lionel Richie solo. Yes it is that song and it was right around the heels of what dancing on the ceiling and yep. he had he had a uh of course what is he american idol is he, or he's american voice? idol he was yeah. he was an american idol judge for a while i don't know if he
2: still is yeah yeah i haven't so, put my eyes on american idol
1: in scott line. branson nicholas sheremy five eleven. uh your final hour of sports chat uh, a couple things coming up uh or coming through on the the newswire james harden guard for the philadelphia 76ers the uh, prolific yet sometimes inconsistent during the playoff score for the Sixers has opted mm-hmm. in with the Sixers and of course they are now exploring trade options because I guess the, the breakup is happening, will be happening at some point for, uh, for James Harden. He, he has just never really seemed to be able to find a home mm. for a guy that scores that many points and is that offensively talented. Although I think about that team with the Oklahoma City Thunder.
2: Yes, from you way know, back when.
1: So Harden and Durant and Russell Westbrook and, uh, you know, had they kept that crew oh, together. DeBaca. Yeah. That was who my knows? Guy back who knows. So uh, James Harden, uh, Sixers exploring a trade for him as he opts in. Also, the NFL has suspended four players for gambling on football games. Uh, Isaiah Rodgers and Rashad Barry of the Colts. Free agent Demetrius Taylor suspended indefinitely through at least the 2023 season. And Titans offensive tackle Nicholas pettit Frere, six games for betting on other sports in the workplace. So, um, training camps haven't opened, but uh, there's some action out there. So,
0: Scott Brasden, Nicholas Jeremy, is uh, Ian Ozan back with us? He's with us. Ian, you back with us? Yes, I am. Lionel Richie, by the way, all night long, one of many hit singles from the album, Can't Slow Down. Of course, the others, uh, Stuck on You, Penny Lover, and the biggest hit from that album, Hello.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Hello. Yes. That's about all you're getting from me.
0: Uh, Ian, Which I for wanted... the longest time was uh, was reworking into my answering machine when I had a house. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. So I'll send you that video later, Scott. Somehow
1: the conversation came up, or the topic came up in conversation... About you and Sports Jeopardy. Yeah. Um, so uh, take me back. How long ago was that?
0: This was 2016. So as a matter of fact, it's almost, it's about a week or so ago. with was seven years that I, I taped that episode. Um, I did the, I, back when Sports Jeopardy was a thing, I found out through an email about the, about the test. So I took the online test. In fact, it was during my lunch break at Channel 3 that I took the online test. Uh, A week or so later, got an email saying, congratulations, you've been invited to an audition. And they gave you one of five cities to go to. And the two closest were Houston and Atlanta. Of course, Houston's the easier drive. Went there, did another test in person, pre-COVID, of course. Did the test in person and did a mock game. That was in December roll around april it was right after my birthday i get the phone call saying hey we want you to come to los angeles to tape sports jeopardy we want you to be a contestant so i called fearlessly latisha walker said hey i know it's during sweeps but i need such and such dates off can uh, do you mind if i take it off to go do sports jeopardy it's like i'm not going to deny you your dream go go do it go. so went out did the show i led after the jeopardy round then eric park who i still keep in touch with uh eric hit both daily doubles and then just ran away with the game in double jeopardy and wound up uh, and wound up running away with the contest finished in third place got a thousand dollars for my trouble and looking like a fool on national tv but it was a great experience dan patrick was a wonderful wonderful host wonderful person to uh to get to meet uh, and a wonderful interaction overall with the entire staff and and with my fellow contestants just i might not have won but 7 years later it's, that day is still vivid in my mind and it's one of my favorite experiences ever are
1: you and dan patrick still best buds
0: uh not quite i've not uh, seen him or spoken to him <laughs> since that day but uh, the picture of me uh, shaking his hand is still on my twitter it's still my cover photo on twitter i think
1: wow yeah you got
2: to meet dan patrick that's amazing
1: yeah cuz you know i do i do listen to his show in the morning wow yeah Ian. Uh,
0: and 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 the kind of jocular personality and kind of dry that you hear on the air, same thing in person. The demand does not change from when the cameras are off, or when the microphone's off, to what he is uh, on air.
1: You know, roughly the same format as Jeopardy.
0: Um, right, six categories, but only four clues
1: per category. Right, so mm-hmm. what, what what did you do right, and or was it anything that you did wrong, or was it the fact that this other guy was just like, even better, which is a hard to say thing. Mm. Even better, this kind of thing than than Ian Oza.
0: It's two things, and hold on—they're hitting a commercial break early. Vamp for me, Scott. I'll be back in one minute.
1: All right, all right. Let's dance. So, you ever watch Sports Jeopardy back in? the
2: day? Uh, So, I didn't know Sports Jeopardy was a separate show. I was—I'm not aware of this. Uh, if this—if this was like a separate show, I—I've seen like the Jeopardy and then the College Jeopardy, the Teen Jeopardy, the This Jeopardy, the That Jeopardy. I didn't know. I didn't know it was hosted by Dan Patrick. That's oh yeah, that's yeah, awesome.
1: Yeah, and you know, knowing Ian the way I know Ian, I find it incredibly hard that somebody would know more. I and that he would ever yeah you know, not win. Genuinely, I mean, I, I, I know. I'll tell
2: you this: I know way more about sports now after having done this job for a year than I did when I was a teenager. I probably would have thought I'd have been really good at, at a Sports Jeopardy. I would not have been very good at a Sports Jeopardy, if that makes sense. You
1: know, we, we were talking about Trivial Pursuit back yes. in, what, the first hour. And I would always pick the entertainment mm-hmm. and the sports questions. Yes. You know, my mom, who was like an English major and a history major, would pick those questions. Mm-hmm. You know, my sister would run the gamut of, you know, filling in the gaps on science and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Um, I would often think that I would do okay on that show, but I'm nowhere near as quick as Ian Ozan. So to even comp- try to because think. Because the speed matters. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we we had the Jeopardy uh, home version back when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I always played the game show host. I was, at the time, it was Art Fleming. There you go. Who, you know, before Alex Trebek came on. And you had these little clickers. You know, you, you press them and they go click, click. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, you might know what I'm talking about. My mom, uh, a genius in her own right, would always forget to click. So she'd be shouting out answers. <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> so it's like, you know, my mom, a very humble person. But boy, when it came to trivia and useless information, <laughs> even funny, better than funny. I was. That's funny. Uh, and I always had to penalize her. You know? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, Miss Brasden, that'll cost you. Oh, no. You, you have to <laughs> wait for me to read the the answer is. Yes. Uh-huh.
2: Um, well, we're, we're back with Mr. Enozan. Are we? Yes, we are, I think. Let's go. Yeah, so,
0: so going back to your question about what was it, and by the way, I know the feeling of not buzzing in and shouting out answers. I, I did that in Quiz Bowl a couple times, and it wound up hurting Beauchamp Quiz Bowl in a few tournaments. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what I did wrong in the in Double Jeopardy, one, I, I ran up against a on named Eric Park. He was that good but at the end of the jeopardy round when dan was pointing out the scores i made a critical error i looked up and looked at the scoreboard and i saw i was leading and i think that caused more tension knowing that i was in the lead that i had to protect it so my buzzer timing was off did and
1: you like go jeopardy, you went into it, a you went into a prevent defense in
0: pretty much you know no. on, you can know you can know everything there is on that board but if your trigger thumb isn't working, if, if, you're signaling, if you're off on the signaling device, you're not going to win anything. And my speed, my, uh, my accuracy on the buzzer went down. And Eric kept beating me on the buzzer. And he later told me, he said, you were the first contestant who regularly had me pegged on, on the signaling device. Before that, he was getting a jump on everybody. I was the first one to actually get a better jump. But in Double Jeopardy! Once he hit his rhythm, he was good, and I could not buzz in to save my life, and that was that was the biggest issue. I tensed up and and I and my trigger thumb was, was mush after that.
4: Mm.
1: Didn't work out the trigger
0: thumb enough, Ian. No, that's the thing. When you're a retired quiz bowler and you don't work out that buzzer thumb, that is, it, it's, it'll it'll
1: get yeah, away from yeah, yeah. you. No, I, yeah, I'm with you. Hey. Um, how do you prepare for an event like that?
0: You really can't. You brush up on the areas where where your knowledge is lacking, you brush up on the stuff you already know just to make sure your memory is working properly. But really and truly, the best you can do is, again, get a feel for the game. If you know, and now with the Internet, the, the tricks of trade are out there. You can read up on, on strategies of former Jeopardy contestants, what they do to practice the buzzer, how they study. All that stuff is out there between Reddit, individual websites, YouTube, and mm-hmm. things like that. So the the biggest thing for me was not psyching myself out and making sure that I was watching the light on the board to buzz in and not necessarily listening to Dan or what have you. You're watching that light, and when the person activates the buzzer, that's when you buzz. It may not necessarily be in line when Dan finishes the clue. They may be early. They may be late. So you have to focus on that light.
2: Yeah, I, I, I when I was doing my thing, when everyone was telling me I should do to try the Jeopardy thing, that was right when James Holzhauer was doing his big run mm-hmm. through Jeopardy, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, and I looked up his strategy because he's a gambler, right? He has a very different strategy than a lot of the the other Jeopardy contestants who are a little more of a like structured. Learned person, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, his mm-hmm. strategy was very fascinating, and I tried to do like a little bit of what he would do, and it, it was too much for me. He because he could count too well,
0: he, right? He, he and the the think what James Holzhauer's strategy is, and James's strategy in playing the game board was nothing new. He he used what back in the day was called the force bounce, named for Chuck Force, the first great Jeopardy champion from 1985. Chuck would bounce around the board, hunt for the daily double. That way he could take his opponents out of it. The difference between Chuck Forrest and James Holtzauer is that James, A, I think, had a wider knowledge base than what Chuck did, Mm. but Chuck was very conservative with his wagers. James was not. He was a gambler, and James showed that. uh, Not very often. He showed it all the time on the show. Whether he missed, missed, which was rare, or whether he got it right, you knew he was going to wager big, and it worked out. That's why James Holtz, I think, all 20 of the highest single-game uh, records in yes. Jeopardy! history, or 19 yeah, out of 20. Yeah. I think Ken Jennings still has Ken, one of them. Ken Jennings
2: might still have one of them.
0: All yeah, right. so 75,000. But Holtzauer was he is an anomaly. People who go there cannot use a strategy. Play pop to bottom. That's your best way to win. Doing a Holtzauer strategy works for Holtzauer, and there's a good reason why.
1: Mm. All right, Sports Jeopardy! 101. Ian Ozan taking us back. Um, Ian, let's run into sports in the New Orleans area, uh, yeah. b- over at WWL. What's the sense? What are the feelings you guys are getting from radio folks, from, uh, just anybody in the area about the Derek Carr era?
0: The Derek Carr era is beginning with a lot of hope. Derek comes in and, and he doesn't have the same aura about him that Drew Brees does. But after the debacle that last year was with Jameis Winston's injuries, and really and truly, the couple years before, the two years prior to this one, with last year with Andy Dalton coming in to start, before that, when Jameis got injured and you had the cavalcade of quarterbacks that came in, the veritable who's that of the NFL passes coming in and backing Jameis up, it made you wonder, what's the, Drew Brees, the post-Drew Brees era going to be like? Now you have someone in Derek Carr who, when you look at his time at Oakland or, and in Las Vegas with the Raiders, and you look just at the season records, it doesn't seem impressive. He doesn't come across as a winner. But you also have to take into account that he went through six head coaches in nine years yeah. with the Raiders. That's what I keep telling him. He also didn't have that much help in front of him on the line. His receivers were okay, but and while they helped him amass practically every franchise record, uh, it, the rest of his team couldn't help him get to the promised land. And when you take that into consideration, you look at someone like Derek Horn, you think, Maybe he can be what Jeff Blake was supposed to be in 2000 before he got hurt. Maybe this is a guy that has all the leadership attributes, that has the passing capability and the accuracy, and has the leadership skill to lead the Saints to the promised land. Now, is he going to get to the Super Bowl? I think that's premature. But I think a lot of the experts here, and a lot of us who observe from our perch in the press box, if the Saints don't win 10 games this year, this season's going to be a disappointment. Yeah, 98's a winning record. But the Saints should win minimum 10 games. 10-7, and 11-6, I think, would be, uh, is, the, is the baseline for this team as far as I'm concerned. You, you're going to have Alvin Kamara miss a few games, which we expect with his situation in Vegas. Right. But you also have Michael Thomas, who should be healthy, knock on wood when the season begins. Uh, Rasheed Shaheed is going to be an integral part of the receiving core. You're going to have uh, a defense that's hungry and that's better thanks in part to a lot of the young guys that are challenging the older defensive players especially in the defensive backfield to be better and because of that i think you're going to see this team gel the million dollar question is can everybody stay healthy that's been the big bugaboo the last two years and that's the health of the team at large if they can avoid some of these injuries especially michael thomas if he can play a full season the Saints will win the NFC South easily. Easily, Again, they, ten yeah, wins, they eleven wins is the baseline.
1: Just looking at you know the 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 division. Yeah, I mean it's it's the a perfect sucks. it's a perfect yes, the division, a division sucks. Yeah, the, it's a perfect situation for a team <laughs> for a veteran laden team. Um, with a with a good quarterback, with an excellent running back. Uh, to to come in and, and as you said, win double digits. And I'll go so far as to say a pair of excellent running backs because yeah.
2: even we're gonna miss a little bit of Alvin Kamara, but I think people are underestimating how much Jamal Williams' change of style mm-hmm. last year at, in Detroit actually really helped him to become a different kind of runner.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so when when Kamara is out. What a Jamal guy. Williams
2: is a and great I, guy to have. And Kendrick Miller is going to be a great young cat to have him back there, too. I mean,
1: Atlanta is young. as a young, really, still relatively unproven quarterback. Mm. Carolina. Yeah, you
0: bring up a great point. I'm sorry, Scott. You bring up a great point, Nick, and Jamal Williams. If you look at New Orleans media and look at what we're covering, it's all Derek Carr. It's like we forgot Jamal Williams exists. And yeah. I think he's going to give the Saints' backfield the boost that it means. Kamara, we know what he can do. He's going to be gone, of course, for a few games because of, of a pending suspension. We know that. But Jamal Williams, I think, is going to give defenses another look and they're going to say, okay, this is not the same defensive as uh, the same offensive back that we've seen from New Orleans. And he gives Dennis Allen more weapons to play with and more options offensively.
2: I think the fact that he gives a good interview has some people a little bit forgetful of what kind of running back he actually is. He is a real bruiser and he's also very yeah. talented on his feet.
1: That's uh, Let's look at this schedule here. And from all three yeah. of us. Um let's let's get thoughts A win a loss kind of deal. Mm. You open against Tennessee at home. That's a win. You hope so. Uh um, You hope. Well, it's you know, Derrick Henry and what else? <laughs> Ryan, if Ryan Tannehill wakes up. But Ryan Tannehill's not a kid anymore and and he's well, he's done much better once he went to Tennessee. I mean, they were Always in the well, hunt. Well, they got
2: him out of the shadow of Adam
1: Gase. Right. That
0: stinky shadow. So,
1: a win, right, guys? Ideally,
0: yeah. I'd say so. I did, ideally, but Tennessee scares me because Tennessee has overperformed over the last few years. And that could be the game that sets that wakes the Saints up early. They mm-hmm. know they're going to win the division. And you look at that schedule, you think, okay, the Saints should be 6-0 and through week six. And I think maybe they'll overlook the Titans, and that may be the bite in the butt they need to, to wake them up. I'm not so sure about Tennessee, but you're right. In theory, the Saints should win that game.
1: All right. At Carolina, week two.
0: That, that, that should be a win. Yeah. Tough no place,
1: sense. but it's it's yep. a win. It's a rookie yes. quarterback as unless, good as Bryce Young might be. Unless
2: Bryce Young is is way better than I even think he is, which yeah. I think he's pretty good, then, yes, I think it's a win.
1: At Green Bay. Now, I'm a Packers fan, but, you know, Jordan Love is untested. He's got a pretty good team around him. but Yes,
2: I agree. I don't have a lot of faith in Jordan Love, personally.
0: I don't know what to well make of means him. nothing when it comes to NFL quarterbacks. Yeah.
1: I don't know what to make of him.
2: No, I, I, I haven't seen enough of him, and what I have seen hasn't entirely impressed me.
1: Another win? Yeah.
0: Yes, another win. The Saints should win that one, if for no other reason. Defense eats Jordan Love's lunch that day.
1: Mm. All right. At home on week four against Tampa Bay.
0: Should be a victory.
1: I mean, but Tampa Bay's got this amazing, consistent quarterback.
2: Oh man! Look, I feel so bad about Baker Mayfield. I, I, I had such high hope for him. I wanted him to succeed so bad, and he got kind of a short end of a stick out there in Cleveland. Week
1: Week Five at New England.
2: I I I don't like Mac Jones either. I feel the same no, way I about either. Mac Jones. I just don't think he has it.
0: I. Matt Jones, I'm not sure he's the right quarterback, but the rest of the team, again, Bill it's Belichick, Bill Belichick coach there. team. A, yeah. Right. It's a Belichick coach team. So you have to wonder which Patriots team is going to show up. But again, just based on quarterback and based on what we saw last year, I, I like the Saints, but not by much. This is going to be a closer game than what some people might expect.
1: Yeah, and, New England will hang around. I mean, they, and they hung around a lot of games last year. Yes. And, and, but this is a team that the Saints like to beat. Week six at Houston. Again. I hope that's a victory. <laughs> n- new, young quarterback, unless they a, start with a, David Mills.
2: I, I think, genuinely, I think Houston might be uh, one of the least talented rosters in the, in the league. And that's nothing to be offensive. That's and they, just purely just bad
1: luck. And they had a great draft, but it's going to take a couple it's years. It's going to take more than just manifest. one draft, to yeah. That.
0: At this point, you could bring Earl Campbell back and and could <laughs> do better with him on the roster than what they have right now.
1: Okay.
2: So 6-0 and oh is, is certainly it's, it's possible. possible, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think in my, in my heart and in my brain, I know the Saints drop at least one of those games because that's how right, right, football right.
1: happens. But they should win all of them. So is this a reflection of how good the Saints are or how bad those first six games are? Or how bad those first six games are? I,
0: I think are? a little of both. And it's going to depend I, the on the performance of the game. Yeah, the Saints are going to be good enough to win those games, but you look at the competition they have, and you think, "Good God, is this the best the NFL can do this year?" When you look at Week Seven, you see Jacksonville coming up, and you think, "Damn, this might be the first close game the Saints have." Yes, or this should that's be the, the, the most first tough team game they'll play the have early in the season.
1: Say "But, but which, that's the first tough team they'll play is Jacksonville." But which Jacksonville team are you playing? The one that kind of stumbled through and tried to find its way through the first two-thirds of the season or the one that finished like like will-be's. gangbusters yeah. and, you know, made, made the playoffs.
0: Huh. If they're healthy, Jacksonville might be the class, not just of the AFC South, but of the AFC this year. I really like what they have, especially with uh, Longhair. Uh, Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence, I was low on him at his, first, and I feel so hair.
2: stupid now. Professor
0: Trevor Lawrence is, has made me a believer. I doubted him at first like you, but, but he's done a fantastic job. The million-dollar question is, will Travis Achan, HM, product of Jennings, mm-hmm. be healthy? If Travis can be healthy, I remember Brandon Como and I did a playoff game at Jennings. And we looked at each other and we said, this kid's going to be a pro. And he was a sophomore that year. That's how good he was in high school, and he's only gotten better. If he can have a good, healthy season in the NFL, you're looking at a guy that is legit, is legitimately an MVP candidate because he is that damn good. He is talented. He's, he can run well, but he's shifty too. And in a lot of ways, if Jacksonville markets him right and if Jacksonville has the modicum of, modicum of success, he might be the next big star in the NFL. All
1: right. Week 8. So we're saying 6-1? and one?
0: At that point, I mean, I'm going six
1: to one at this point. yeah. going to happen. I mean, then I mean, it's
2: not Jacksonville; it'll be someone else.
1: At Indianapolis, they get back on the winning side.
0: Yeah, yeah. There is no reason why they lose that game.
1: Um, then you host Chicago, and look, being a Packers fan, you, you just don't think much of the Bears, and I still don't think much of the Bears, even though I they're think Fields their drafts, has
2: some talent. I think he's but got some I talent, but I still think they're a few years away from being a
1: real danger. I don't think Fields is that level of a quarterback. Interesting. I don't think he's. I think he, he's that tier. I'm sorry, Scott. Yeah, I got Yeah, I don't think Fields is that tier of a quarterback, that upper tier, uh, that that he could beat the Saints.
0: I think he can beat the Saints, just not with the Bears. He needs to be mm. on another team. Interesting. That's the problem. You got Fields languishing with a management, uh, with management structure that's more worried about trying to find a new stadium and a new home. They couldn't care less about what's going on in the field. They have Justin Fields, dynamic player, but what else is there? Their defense isn't great. The rest of the offense isn't all that great. So this is another game where you look at it on paper. There's no reason why the Saints should lose this game.
1: Mm. So we have the 8-1 New Orleans Saints. Taking the Minnesota Vikings in Week Ten. Mm. At Minnesota, that feels like now. Keep in mind the way you way say that
0: the Saints lost to Minnesota in London on a doink. So this may be I, part of me thinks the Vikings win, but this may be a closer game than even what I might
2: think. But eight and one New Orleans Saints in uh, taking on Minnesota just feels bad to me.
0: It feels bad. <laughs> yeah. and that, that
2: could be twenty seventeen hangover still, but. All right. Then you have a bye week.
1: So eight and two. Eight and two. All
0: right. Eight and, it, and two, nine and one, somewhere in there. I lean towards eight and two.
1: Then you have a bye week. Week 12, you go to Atlanta. Should be a victory. If you beat them once, should be. Then you host Detroit. Now, is Detroit, much like we talked about Jacksonville, is Detroit. Detroit might be the best team you've played to this point. Detroit. <laughs> or are they Detroit with a capital right, D that we right. saw near the end?
0: detroit is going to be legitimately good this year if it weren't for a few bad breaks they would have been in the playoffs last year they would have finished with double-digit wins dan campbell has resurrected this team they ter- he's turned them into the nfl's latest version of lazarus they were dead and now they've come back to life and i think they sustain that momentum coming into this year with the talent they have and if they stay healthy this is a team that much like the saints playing in a rough division are playing in a weak division, I should say. Detroit's playing in a relatively weak division. You have Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers. You've got Chicago. And you have Minnesota, who will mm. give them a run for their money, but Minnesota has their question marks. So Detroit's going to be gunning for the NFC North. They're gunning, for, they're gunning for a playoff spot through a wild card if they can't get above Minnesota. So you're looking at New Orleans playing a Detroit team that's going to give them a fight in the Superdome. It's gonna, this is going to be a tight one. I'm not sure. I want to say the Saints, but part of me thinks Dan Campbell comes back and beats the team that uh, he formerly served. Hmm.
1: Right, I'll call that a loss. I'll say 9-3 at loss. that nine point. Nine and three. All right. Carolina at home. Should be a victory. When-
2: so I'll, I'll say this, and, and it could happen here with Carolina. It could happen back with Atlanta. I don't necessarily see it happening against the Buccaneers. The Saints are going to drop one NFC South game. Yeah, I. Oh, I, it's, it's, just, it's 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 right. it's so hard to win all the games in your division. It's it's damn near impossible. So yeah. you're gonna lose one of them. I, I'll I'll put it here just because it makes more sense. But realistically, I do think they they're gonna drop one to Atlanta because they always do. All right, the the Saints
1: play so many teams that were kind of Jekyll and Hydeish last mm. year. Because the next one, you got the Giants coming to the Dome. Yeah, I mean... Which, which
2: Daniel Jones are you facing? Are you getting the Daniel Jones that runs for 86 yards or the Daniel Jones that trips six yards away from the end zone?
1: Right.
0: Or the, you and know, the- keep in mind, just a couple of years ago when the Giants were in the Superdome, that was a game the Saints had, and they snatched the defeat from the Jaws of victory. Yes. So which Saints defense shows up, too? Do they let the Giants off with... Uh, do they handle the Giants with kid gloves, or do they come and treat the Giants as the threat they should treat them as? Daniel Jones is good, and really and truly... week before christmas home game i'm going to take the saints here by less than a field
1: goal yeah yeah well that's a tight one that's a tight one all right then the next week just before christmas four days the 21st you go to the rams now Now, did 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 the rams window close two years ago when they won the super bowl
0: it, I think it did because they lost a lot of talent. Andrew Whitworth retired. Von Miller moved on. Uh, their quarterback situation is iffy right now, partly because of injuries. Sony Michelle just resigned with them. He was a key part of that team. A running back that we don't talk about much, but one of the one of the better running backs in the NFC. And really and truly, the Saints at this point, we have them at what 10, 11 wins already. Mm. This is where I think you start to see maybe they rest some of their starters. This is where they start where they start giving up a few games just for the sake of protecting the team. I, I'll take the Rams in this game by, uh, by 7 or 10 points. The next week, when they play Tampa on the road, I think is the one game, that the one NFC South game that you're referring to, that they lose. Mm. Two back-to-back games on the road, I see the Saints dropping these two. I, I could see that as well. And then you end up... And then you rebound to beat Atlanta in the, in the final week.
1: I mean, so this schedule, I mean, in terms of degree of difficulty before they played any games, this is a very Saints friendly schedule. This is a team. I mean, right. So, you know, the right pass here and the team that's totally tuned in and zoned in, this team could be 15 and two. Yeah. Is that going to happen? No, I'm thinking more, you know, 11 and six. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, because things are going to happen. But, you know, we could be talking, we could be talking we in said, December we said, about 10. the Saints jockeying for home field
2: position. Right. But then again... Because we, the schedule stinks. At the same time last year, we were talking about the Saints being 10-7. and
1: Ay, ay, ay. Nicholas.
0: Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. And Scott, you and I have lived long enough to see the Saints uh, underperform when they were expected to do well. We've seen the Saints underperform even worse than what we thought they would in some seasons. So... Really and truly from an historic standpoint, I the, you can look at everything you want to on paper with the Saints, but you always have to think, what are the football gods going to do? How are they going to punish us this year?
2: <laughs> yeah, is it injuries? Is it suspensions?
1: Is it
0: I football mean, gods
1: are quite humbling.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, they is are. Is there a Saints player pulling a Zion Williamson and, uh, and having baby mama drama? I don't know. Oh, oh
1: goodness. All right. I mean, we might talk about Zion in our final <laughs> segment here. Uh, let's take a break. Uh Scott Brasson, Nicholas Sheremy, and Ian Ozan joining us from New Orleans. Uh Ian, you can hang on for a little bit more?
0: Yeah, I'll hang on for a little bit more. I have another traffic update coming up in about 10 minutes. Hey, you do what you, you stay you know.
1: gainfully employed and we'll we'll work around We'll work around, it. around you, buddy. Yep. <laughs> All right. You are listening to Sports Chat 1033 the Goat, Scott and Nick in for Dave Schultz. And uh, Ian Ozan joins us again in a second.
4: Let it spin throw that i was just 13 when i had to leave home knew
3: i couldn't stick around i had ain't good looking, but you know i ain't, shy. ain't it, girl. eat lafayette 2023 shines a year-round spotlight on lafayette's locally owned and operated restaurants and now through september 10th you can find great eat lafayette deals offered by some of the participating restaurants The Goat, Acadiana's best sports talk, is proud to be a sponsor of Eat Lafayette and the Digital Passport. Download the Eat Lafayette Digital Passport today so you can check in when you eat at a participating restaurant. Each check-in will enter you to win airfare and a trip for two to Savannah, Georgia, courtesy of Wings Travel. There's something for everyone's taste bud. Late lunches to fine dining. Italian to soul food when you choose an Eat Lafayette restaurant. Just go to 1033thegoat.com and click on the Eat Lafayette link at the top of the page. Eat Lafayette, from Lafayette Travel and sponsored in part by the best sports talk in Acadiana, 1033thegoat and 1033thegoat.com. DQ presents, picture this. You're getting together with all your best friends. Now picture
4: all your best friends are actually the delicious ingredients of the new cake batter cookie dough blizzard. That's DQ soft serve, cake batter flavor, confetti cookie dough pieces, and DQ signature sprinkles. Oh, hey, it sounds like you got some pretty sweet friends. And that's worth queuing the confetti. Cookie dough. (laughs) The flavor party isn't going to last forever. So hurry in and get your cake batter fix today. Only at DQ. Happy tastes good.
3: Dan Hicks with Paul A. Zinger, welcoming you back to the Healthy Stand Classic and Zing. She has been absolutely tremendous today, but it all comes down to this shot it does dan and you couldn't ask for better conditions 68 degrees just a slight two mile an hour breeze and a uv index of three this is absolutely critical that is right this direct exposure to midday sun could be increasing her risk to melanoma it looks like she's making a change yeah she's putting that putter back in the bag now let's see what she takes out oh wow it looks like she's pulling out a 15. i don't know it looks like she's going with a 30. strong choice she's going to want to use the recommended spf 30 e- even on a cloudy day. And notice how she's using broad spectrum sunscreen. And a generous amount too. Incredible. That was a masterful performance. That was pretty good too. Stand up to Cancer and Optum want to help you reduce your risk for cancer. Visit takeahealthystand.org. St.
4: Joseph's Indian School is much more than a school for Native American children. It's like a family. Classes are fun here. I am learning about my culture.
0: Since 1927, St. Joseph's
4: Indian School has provided children the education, health care, and support they need to succeed. To help give our kids brighter futures, learn more at stjo.org today.
3: 1033 The Goat. I don't care how fast you are or how big you are. Somebody's going to be faster and somebody's going to be bigger. The greatest sports talk of all time. Ah! Buckle up, boys. Time to go to work. 1033 The Goat. Ah!
1: 12 minutes to go. On this mm. edition of Sports Chat, Scott Brasse and Nicholas Sherman, in more CCR, or Dave Schultz, a little Creedence Clearwater Revival. John Fogerty was a genius. Was uh, and 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 was doing all this stuff. You know, again, I'll I'll highly recommend his autobiography that came out a few years ago called "Fortunate Son," because a guy that was majorly, majorly screwed over by record companies and by his own brother and by his own bandmates. Uh yeah, you know, and they're all griping saying, "Hey, we want a little more say." And you know, they just they're 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 like rivaling the Beatles on the on the charts. The
3: I mean, they they're they're,
1: mean. they're 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 kicking, you know what? Yeah. And the, his bandmates, his brother included, going, "Hey, we want to have more control over what goes on to the album." Yeah. And they're griping and they're moaning and and so Fogarty's had it. And he goes, "Okay, sure." Right. You know, you get 3, I get 3, he gets 3, and he gets 3 for the next album. The album tanks, yeah, and, and you know the 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 only songs that are airplay are the, ones the three Fogarty that, songs. The, the three John Fogerty oh, songs. Yeah. So read it if you want, and, and he just—I mean, it was just a, a a year or two ago that he finally got the rights to these songs, to his babies, uh, and uh, um, like he, he, yeah. he talks about the the record company uh, owner uh, in his song "Old Man Down the Road." He kind of takes a few shots at him, uh, you know. Once he'd broken away from CCR and gone the solo route, Ian, you back with us?
0: yes, I am. I'm right
1: here. All right, Ian, let's talk about the wonderful world of Zion Williamson, because uh, you know, I, 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 I'm I, having having gone to you know jazz games. Since the early days, I remember seeing Maravich play and back when they played in the municipal auditorium before they ever even moved to the Dome. So I'd go see him. I'd go watch him play the Celtics when the Celtics were in town. It is the conversation the greatest baseball team. Um, I am of the belief. I've had it with Zion Williamson. It's time for him to go. Mm
0: right 24 homers what what's and i can't say that i blame
1: you what's the sense out there is it a guy that doesn't take care of himself is he just having a bunch of bad luck you know there were moments there over the last couple of years where you're looking that man they're getting some pieces in place ingram and, and you know and you got mccullum coming over and but he's never there
0: Yeah, I think it's all of the above, and it it goes back to the shoe blowout that he had when he was at Kentucky. He's not been the same since then. But getting to the uh, to the NBA, you would have expected him to be a little bit healthier. You'd have expected him to take better care of himself. But from what I've heard from people who close to him, he he gets in shape by playing basketball. If he's injured and can't play, then he can't be in shape. shape. it's, It's sort of a vicious cycle. Yeah. But I think the one thing where Zion is lacking is his maturity. And, and it's showing now. You do a gender reveal, which I hate gender reveals to begin with, but let's not go there. <laughs> you do that video to show the world that you're having a baby. Great. Now you got a porn star coming out saying you got her knocked up. <laughs> I'm just disappointed that Maury Povich uh, went off the air a couple of years ago because this is Taylor Made for his show. It is. Yeah, Maury Povich. And if and I'm then... Zion Williamson, I'm getting better advisors near me. I'm getting people who can guide me in the right direction, who can tell me when I'm doing stupid stuff. And last but not least, I'm getting paternity tests on both of these because I think you've got two people who are trying to take advantage of Zion, his wealth, and a celebrity to get themselves ahead. In his youth,
1: yeah, he's 22 years old by the way. Yes, but Ian's right. So. Maury Povich is off the air. Jerry Springer's passed away. I mean, these were some great vehicles for him to. Uh, continue to perpetuate his non-basketball brand.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that's the problem. Zion right now is known for what he's done off the court, than on the court. Yeah. And yeah. that's scary. And quite frankly, I'm amazed the Gail Benson Mafia hasn't come through and uh, fixed this situation for themselves and for him. This is a situation where you're thinking, Gail, who's in tight with the archdiocese, is thinking, this is not a good look for us. No. And I'm amazed they haven't done anything to either silence what's going on or to get Zion out of Dodge. No,
1: but you this can't silence him, though.
0: For, not just for Zion, but for the Pelicans yeah. brand.
1: Well, you can't silence him because the players have all the power. Uh, and, and well,
0: the players have the power, but you can pay some people to go away. And that hasn't happened yet. I'm thinking maybe
1: they ought to just get rid of him and send him to the Celtics. Uh, but the
0: question is, who would want him? Who wants that baggage? You've wants- got a player who's injured, who right now is more injured than what Bill Walton was during his career... And comes with the added baggage of baby mama drama and Instagram celebrities uh, doing, uh, just going plain loco because of Zion. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's it's, it's a bad spot to be in. Do
0: is
1: you know, you're in For New Orleans, you know, Ian? You're in New Orleans, you know, twenty four seven. What do his teammates say about all this?
0: I, there was a story in the New York Post today where they're they're claiming that his teammates are going around and and spreading all his dirt and talking bad behind him. C.J. McCollum was on a podcast saying, look, I think Zion respects me. I think he respects my longevity and what I've done in the league. I hope he listens to me. It seems like he's listening to what I'm saying. So at least in C.J. McCollum's case, you've got somebody who's trying uh, to bring Zion in the right direction. But the question is, because he's young, he's 20, he's got all this money and think that money gives him power. You have to wonder, is he actually taking that advice to heart or is Zion going to do what young men are wont to do and that's try to prove uh, that they're immortal and that nothing's going to stop them? Mm.
1: This is Zion's, what, fourth
0: year? Fourth year, I think. And to hold the line, I'm going back to traffic. I'll be back in two minutes.
1: Um, Ian Ozan doing a little traffic update uh, as he was telling us when he was running through it earlier. Ian, pulling double duty. Yeah, you'd think the Atchafalai Basin Bridge is tough. Talk yeah. New Orleans during rush afternoon or evening rush and Essence Fest and but you know Fourth
2: of July weekend you know,
1: and- while Ian does his shtick Nick, I mean I've 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 had it with Zion. I mean I was pumped up, and there were these moments where this team was coming together. You know and you know, bless you and you oh, know, thank you. McCollum comes in from Portland and and Brandon Ingram's starting to turn things up and playing like the on a yeah. more consistent basis yeah. of what you'd seen in L.A. And but he, he, both injury wise, and, and that's tough enough, and a lot of it's just bad luck. And we've got these huge bodies. I was gonna say, a lot of his injuries
2: it yeah. has to do with bad yeah. luck.
1: And, and you got these huge bodies that are just taking pounding, and but then you hear stories about his conditioning and you hear stories about his off the court antics. And then, you know, Ian brings up a good point you know, was the shoe blowout that detrimental where? Whereas where conditioning is is all messed up. Now yeah. he he made the Bill Walton comment and I hated Bill Walton at UCLA only because while I respected what John Wooden had done, I wasn't a big UCLA. I was always mm. looking really for the other guys. Um that being said, when Walton made it to the NBA, you know, once a title with the Trailblazers and then his feet problems just start to go nuts. He did have one year where he became part of one of the great Teams being a Celtics fan, the '86 Celtics, yeah, um, where he was healthy, came off the bench, spotted Robert Parrish uh, and and so I'm wondering if we shouldn't Pelicans shouldn't get again. I'm thinking strictly from a Celtics point of view. Celtics shouldn't get rid of Zion. Just give him away to the Celtics for like a Slurpee, <laughs> uh, and maybe we get one year where Zion is totally in tune, and then he can go back to his madness. Mm. Um, that, You know, that, that's Again, he's a young guy How old is he? 20 Is he 20? 22 22 He's 22 And a couple days A couple months and a couple days But, you know So much left uh, Off the court And so much Wasted time already At, at 22 Where You know, th- this is a time Where he should be Entering his peak Right He should be the best
2: Right now that I mean, He should be getting To the point Where he's the best He, he will be
1: uh, this is this is going to be a big year for him, I think. I mean, this is uh, and, and you know at, at some point the the Pelicans brass have to start thinking enough. Yeah, and 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 you
2: made a great point with 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 uh, Gil Benson. I mean, at some point he got to cut ties with bad baggage. Yeah. And
0: uh, Mister is actually back with us yeah. right now. What kind of contract
1: does Zion have?
0: I'm not sure what it is. I know it's coming. he's coming to the end of his rookie contract, but not this year. It'll be next year. Let me see. Let's go to the clacky machine and see what Zion. Let's see. Five-year. Let's see. He has $197.2 million guaranteed, according to what I'm looking at here. So that comes out to about $39.5 million a year. Yeah, about this year Nick his Max. base will be about <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. oh, you, oh, man. We should consider a comedy special for you. <laughs>
0: Well, you know okay. he was going to be a stand-up comic before he turned to news, right? That's right.
1: And I was voted most likely to be a game show host by my fraternity back at USL. Oh, there you go. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Again, I've, I've I've had it with him. I've about had it with him. Yeah, I think most people have. Yeah, Ian. Final thoughts before we go into the great beyond of uh, what we call sports radio on a Thursday night in Acadiana.
0: Well, uh, there's not much going on in the world of sports outside of the young and the restless that's happening with Zion Williamson right now. But a, a quick plug for you, on Cane Cutters. If you can, go out, go support some yep. college baseball guys trying to do their thing and get better for, uh, try to get better before next season. And look, I, I, I know th- that we're all intertwined with the and Cajun Athletic Department in one way or another. But look, folks, this football team needs your support. I, I interviewed uh, Coach Dez the other day for an article that will be coming out in 008 Magazine, and Dez is high on this team this year, and I asked him, I said, considering last year was your first full season, uh, the team uh, the team had a drop-off in terms of wins, but at the end of the year, you found yourself. What did you learn about yourself, about yourself as a coach and about the team? And he said something to the effect of, we learned, We gave ourselves room to screw up, but we learned how to do things the right way, and we learned how to bounce back from those screw-ups, and now we know how to win, we know how to play as a team. And considering how they ended the season last year, despite that loss in frigid conditions at the Independence Bowl, this is going to be an exciting raging, Cajuns team this year. If you've not renewed your season tickets yet, do it. Because this team, I... I I don't have the money to bet because I work in radio and we don't get paid well. Mm. But uh, if I had the money to bet, I would say this Cajun's team will win their division. They'll be in the Sun Dog Conference title game this year. They're that go. good.
1: There you go. Bold talk from Ian right, Ozan. Okay. Ion, always great to talk to you, my buddy.
0: Pleasure's all mine, Scott. We'll see you on the TV tomorrow morning.
1: Okay, pal. Thanks, Appreciate bud. Appreciate it. All right, Ian Ozan. So a great little show. We want to thank you. Know, we had Mike Bernard and we had Dane Chaponche with we had Seth Lewis. Star-studded. Uh, uh, yeah, Ian Ozan. And then then there was you and me. Hey, man. Peeling oranges and, and talking, <laughs> solving <laughs> the world's sports, problems. Yeah, what can we do? So, uh, Nick, it's been fun. You make this incredibly easy. Thank you. I Thank appreciate you. it. I do my best. And uh, my thanks to Dave Schultz for letting me come in for a couple days and uh, getting to uh, play with you guys. So, it is 5.57. Scott, and Nick, we're wrapping up Sports Chat on 103.3 The Goat. Guys, we hope you have great evenings. Enjoy your Fridays. Enjoy your holiday weekends. And uh, hopefully, I will catch you somewhere down the road. Thanks a lot. Victor
3: deployed for the
0: first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At four in the morning, my phone rang. They said, I regret to inform you that
4: your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained
0: a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full-time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost six million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey, and we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarp.org
1: caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and
4: better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Connie Britton and I wanna share with you the
2: experience of Donna in Washington. She writes, I got injured about five years ago. I was let go when, because of the injury,
4: I couldn't keep up with my schedule. I've tried to find other work, but I'm 68 now. No one wants to hire someone that old.
2: This week is tough though, because I had to get my tooth fixed. So I only have $10 in my checking account, but it will be okay. I at least have
4: food because of this pantry. Millions of people face hunger Some every day, just like Donna. The Feeding America network of food banks helps provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America. 200 food banks strong.
3: 103.3 The Goat. Yeah, that's the one. K277TQ Lafayette.
1: 1420 KPEL Lafayette.
3: In
4: Major League Baseball right now, the White Sox still have a lead over the Angels in Anaheim. Bottom of the ninth at seven, uh, 9-7 Chicago and top of the fourth inning Marlins at Red Sox scoreless. Among the games coming up, the Mets and Max Scherzer are hosting Milwaukee. Scherzer 7-2 and two this season. The Brewers second in the NL Central, half game behind Idol Cincinnati. The late game was scheduled to be the Dodgers at Colorado. We'll see about the weather. 8.40 p.m. Eastern time. Earlier, Pittsburgh handed San Diego another other laws, 5-4. Kansas City in 10 innings beat Cleveland 4-3. The Guardians are tied for first in the AL Central with Minnesota. Yankees won again at Oakland 10-4. Ace record 21-62. and Tampa Bay got a 6-1 win at Arizona. Diamondbacks outfielder Corbin Carroll left with a sore shoulder. Philadelphia 76ers guard James Harden picked up his option for next season.